Welcome back, guys. My name is Dimitri Sebastian. And I'm Wes Kendall. And we are back in session where your fitness and lifestyle questions are answered and bro science is put to the test. All right. This week we have a special guest. Uh, this is my friend for several years now, coach and trainer. Uh, he's a uh, tr- entrepreneur. He also is a multiple small business owner and an IFBB pro. So this is Jay Dang. Uh, welcome, bro. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Look, look at the way that I glisten. I saw me dripping. Put it in gear if you gave me permission. Gave her some bash She walked out the clinic. Now she's gonna be so for a little All right, Jay, you've been on my wish list for a long time, man. Awesome. We've been, do, we've been doing some interviews, and I keep telling Wes every single day, I'm like, where's Jay? Where's Jay? I want him on here. I want to talk to him. We, we weren't ready. Now we are. Yeah, I, saw, I, I was here. I moved to Phoenix maybe like two, three years ago, and I remember when you guys were working out of uh, Indy, and you didn't have an office or anything at that point. It was like you and one other guy, and I always say, like, yeah, five-star. Like, I, I, that's the only ones I know over there. It was like him, Butts and Donuts, and uh, Thrive, right? Yeah. Those are like the three those tribes. Those are the, the heavy, yeah. heavy hitters are, there. Those are the three tribes. Anyone yep. else who shows up, they'll never be a part of the three tribes in my eyes. <laughs> so then I, I meet Wes over at my unit. We become friends. We start this podcast. And I'm like, I already know who I want. I'm taking advantage of your relationships, Wes. This is the <laughs> yeah. first thing we're doing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Here so we are. thank you very much for joining us today. Um, I, you know, I think we want to jump straight into this. And my first question is just tell me a little bit about yourself, where you started, and like how you got here. Yeah. So, um, Jay Dang, I'm a, I'm a lifelong athlete. I've you know always been in love with athletics and training. Um, you know, it all started really uh, when I got my first trainer. I was uh, 14 years old and I couldn't like, couldn't figure out how to put size on. I was trying to gain weight. Right. Clothes are too baggy. Everyone else was like bigger than me, and uh, I freaking tried everything. Couldn't figure it out. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think my mom got tired of hearing me talk about not being able to figure it out. That she went and hired me a trainer, and. Uh, from there, you know, I learned how to, to eat, lift, you know, train properly and kind of fell in love with fitness and yeah. ran with it like for the rest of my life. Love that. Love that, man. Yeah. So you, I hear that you're in, uh, you're a pro. Yeah. You, you did it. Is that before or after you were training? During. During. Okay. During. So you were able, so this is uh, pretty early on. Is this before five star or during? I, I, I've kind of give me a little history on that. Yeah. So like, uh, just two different points really in my opinion. Like the first time I ever started training with the trainers was 14. And like the the training business side of things, you know, really started to happen around uh, 2013, 2014. Yeah. So um, this happened. This happened a couple of years into my my um, training career as a professional. Sure. Right. Sure. So, did you get like certifications from the star, or were you kind of just trapping? Like, what, what did it look like for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I got my first job um, at Foothills Accelerated Sports Training over here in Peoria, actually, uh-huh. and um, they kind of put me on after that. Uh, went to Gold's Gym. I was sure. training out of there. Nice. And, uh, in, excuse me, Ormond Beach, Florida. Okay. Yeah. And uh, then from there, you know, started Five Star. So, yeah, started legit, like. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me, tell me about that transition. Like, what did it look like going from, uh, we'll say all the trainers listening right now who are working mm-hmm. at, you know, LA Fitness, and they're just like, I'm, I'm, I am want to get out of here. Yeah. Like, what did that look like for you? What was that transition? Um, I was working at Gold's at the time. I was already out of college, and it was like my mm-hmm. part-time job. Cause I just loved it so much. And, um, I really didn't think it was fair the way they ran things, how they, mm-hmm. you know, compensated the team. Right. Um, it's pretty lopsided, but I wanted to learn. So I was down to like, you know, I tolerate it to some degree if you, if you understand. Well, that's the way and, you do. um, yeah, once I kind of learned the basics, I was like, well, this is a, you know, pretty jacked up situation. I really don't like how they, they do things here. I think, you know, I could, I can make it happen a little bit, you know, uh, 
better, if you will, than like how do they it better on your own. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And like um, enjoy it more because the whole reason I was there, I already had a full time career working with my family, but the reason I was there is because I loved it, you know. Yeah. And they kind of took the fun out of it. And right. Like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't really uh, worth it. Yeah, if you don't like how they're doing it, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah, for sure. So how long did it take you before this went from just one individual guy training to where you were actually bringing on staff? That happened within a span of 12 months. Really? Yeah. That's faster about, than I about, expected to hear. Yeah, about yeah. 12 months. Okay. I remember okay. when I was so working like, with him in person, it was just uh, me and Jay, and then uh, he hired on Nick after that. So, Do you think yeah. your, uh, your pro card has helped you a lot as far as making that happen? Um, yeah, when I was like heavy in the competition side of things, you know, yeah. um, I was infatuated with it. Like once you start winning, you know, winning is a good feeling no matter yeah. what it is, you know, right. So I got kind of dig to do it, but did a bunch of the competitions. Um, what I'm trying to say is like, as I was, as I was uh, pursuing that pro card, um, the reason I really wanted to do that was just to like, separate myself from like the rest of the trainers, just mm -hmm. because that's a, um, a title, you know, letters, um, you know, an accolade you can't really buy or take a test to oh, get. Yeah, you have right. to physically earn it, you know. So I thought it was unique to the personal training, you know, um, career. Did So I guess mm -hmm. what's funny to hear about that is you hear a lot of people that are like, oh, I got this, sir, or I got this, sir. I threw $2,000 down and I got this three letters behind my name. But like you said, you can't, you can't buy what you earned. And that's always going to be the biggest marketing you can do is say like, hey, I did this and I know the path. I know the way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the general pop and most people just trying to live a healthy lifestyle um, know that we can get them where they want to go because mm -hmm. we take it to the extreme of fitness, which would sure. be, you know, NPC, bodybuilding, bikini. Okay. That's what attracted me to five star. You know? So they can do half of that work and they're going to be just fine. You know? Yeah. And they're in their mind. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. I mean, that's brought me to you is I, I heard you're training for your pro show and then you won it. And I was like, man, I this guy knows what he's doing. I did you just catch him like just hearing about him like an indie or how did you find out? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going there already for like six months or so. And, um, you know, I was ready to look for a trainer. And yeah, these time spans are yeah. short as hell. I'm very mm -hmm. impressed. I always, you hear about people doing the right things. Everyone online, you go on like Reddit or some blog or whatever, and it's like, I'm trying to make my training thing work, and no one's paying attention and no one cares. And you always have like another side of the story. Like you don't know what's actually happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, there was build up to this, but you did all the things you needed to do. Like time, place, effort, it all kind of like concedes together and you yeah. nail it. Right. Yeah, no doubt. And I think a lot of it was because I was establishing the brand online. I was doing online coaching, like remote coaching, writing programs for people mm -hmm. who didn't live in the state. I was in Florida. I didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, my whole network's in Arizona. I went to high school here. I went to college here. I know everyone in the city. But um, it started as an online brand. And I started with content marketing, and I wanted to make myself different. So I focused on unorthodox exercises and stuff that people didn't see every day, you know, like a basic lunge or basic bench press, you know, okay. or outside the box, catch your eye, kind of rotated the content as well because I thought about my end user. You know, right. like, I don't want to see the same thing all the time, mm -hmm. you know? So I think we had a lot of momentum just because we established a brand online. We had credibility. We had authority. And for the first year, I didn't even sell anything. I was just okay. content marketing, establishing authority, building an audience. Okay, and I like that you like said free that, content. So Free yeah. content, yeah. I wasn't pitching anything because my thought process was if I jump I'll jump online, like, who's this guy to sell me something? You know, saying, I want to establish right. myself mm -hmm. first. I wanted to show people that I, I lived it, I knew it, you know, I know how to yield result, results. Yeah. Excuse me. And, um so we established line, the brand online and then moved to Arizona. So I feel like you know, that had a big impact as well. I love that a lot because we, I talk to people about the podcast. And people always ask me, like, well, how much money are you making? It's like, dude, we started this last November. We're just trying to put out quality content consistently. I'm not thinking about money yet. I'm trying to create, like, a brand. Yeah. And I'm trying to adjust this. And I think everyone thinks that there's a, like an Insta button for being an entrepreneur. But it's just like, no, no, that's not how it works at all. Yeah. But... What I want to do for you right now, because you're already halfway did it, and I think you're ready for this. 
Can you sell me on five star? We're gonna give you your opportunity. <laughs> this is your stand. Um, Here you Wes go. already knows that I was probably his hardest pick to train yeah. me. I, yeah. I, I want you to he's give anti, me your pitch. Well, anti why, should I, why should I bring you on as a client? Ooh, Ooh <laughs> damn, he's already winning me over. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> he already knows. He looked me in the eyes. He's just like this guy's a shark. He's like, yeah. I actually, you know what? Uh, I love it. That's a great question because I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Because I want to get huge, dude. Yeah. I want to get shredded. Why do you want to get shredded and huge? Uh, so that I can... Shit, I don't even know. Why do I want to get huge and shredded? You said you get motivated by people who are bigger and Oh, you know, I did actually... This is yeah. great. I was talking to his girlfriend about this because she's like, why don't you get on a five-star? And I told her, I was like, well, you know, like, you have a wolf pack, right? And then there's that that wolf out in the forest who's, like, emaciated and can't play well with others. That's me at the gym. And I don't want to be around people unless they're better than me. Yeah. And then Wes comes around the corner. He's like, we got that. <laughs> he's like, don't yeah. you worry. You're, awesome. not, you're not that big. Yeah. Go work out with Jeff one time. Oh, my God. Dude's nuts. Oh my well, gosh. when you talk about the growth of the business, that you said, so 12 months, you're doing all this marketing. There wasn't a lot of, like, hand to pocket at that point. You're just making it happen. So you start getting guys. You start getting clients. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about your guys' methodology for how your training works near, near the end. But I want to talk about how the expansion has gone because you were working at Indy, as far as I was aware. You guys have an office. Now you have the Avondale location. And, like, what does that look like? How, like, how, much, how much work is it to make multiple locations for, like, you're not only a gym owner, you're, uh, you have a training company. You're, like, basically running two concurrent things. You're bringing the people in and you're keeping them there. Yeah, it's a lot for sure. <laughs> so, uh, what, what was the question exactly? Um, what is, oh, yeah, why wow, you're right. <laughs> Basically, what does that growth look like for you? Like, how, how does that come together in your mind as far yeah. as growing from uh, just a guy training out of a gym to being a guy who has multiple gyms that he has trainers working out of? Yeah, um, at first, I really didn't want to work with anyone at all. I just wanted to be a one man show. I want to be responsible for all the results. I want to be the man, you know? Um, but then I realized over time, like, what I had developed in regards to the five-star system was greater than myself. And then, you know, I had a mindset shift, and I felt like I was being selfish by not sharing it with other people. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, you know, I had an epiphany. I was like, you know, if I bring people on to help me with this, you know, more people are going to get great results. More people are going to be able to um, have a passion, you know, a career that they're passionate about, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and make it worth it. Just like, you know, my thing in Florida, you know, part-time training was horrible, you know? So there's, an able, there's a way to, like, help more people and help more people get in the situation that I was in doing what I love full-time. Right. So the growth of it, you know, started by focusing on results and having a good time because I knew that if I focused on, you know, the transformations and having a good time with it, mm -hmm. that the members, clients, the trainees would have no option but to brag about, you know, what we were doing, you yeah. know? Kind of like you said, I'm not focused on the money right now. I want to build a brand. Yeah, I, I just knew that if I just cranked out killer, killer transformations and gave these people good, you know, all the tools and energy that they needed to like get there, that inevitably it was going to grow. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's all we focused on. It kind of organically grew, um, and then Miguel, um, he was one of my clients, one of the trainers in Avondale. Um, he was a client first, and he thought that you know the west side of town, Avondale. Mm -hmm could benefit from five star and what we were doing because he hadn't seen anything like it. Right. You know, with sure. the community, the structure, the accountability, just the results, you know? There's no gyms um, like that out there. Yeah. yeah. So we found a place that, or Miguel found a place where we could rent space and like kind of test the waters to see if it would work. Mm -hmm. um, well, you know, we got it going in pretty soon. 
um, we couldn't handle all the people that Miguel had sure. in front of him, so we had to bring somebody else on to help. All right. And it just kept repeating and kept repeating and kept repeating itself. Champagne problems. You started yeah. like, we got yeah. too much yeah. business. Yeah, so then, so then, like, as you grow, there's a lot of growing pains and mistakes you make and people you mm-hmm. piss off and opportunities you blow and money you lose. Um, but you learn from all those things. At least you shouldn't, right? Yeah. Right. So once I learned all these systems, procedures, and policies, um, I was presented with another opportunity to start a med spa. Okay. And I just kind of duplicated everything that I was doing because nice. um, it was a service-based business. You okay. know? So there's a lot of overlap and congruency between the two. It made it really easy to duplicate what you know we were doing. Okay. And right. I'm glad you mentioned that, actually, because I want to talk a little bit about like your diversification. Because it seems like you've diversified in a way that they all like fall in together. Like You have a target audience, and you've not found one issue to solve for them. You listened, and you found other issues. So like you said, the med spa. Um, you also have a... A shake place, right? Yeah, Supreme Nutrition. Yeah, yeah, so and that's actually located at your gym. So yeah, basically you're saying, door. you're hungry? How about you hang out even longer? Build, like, a, at least stick well, around. You know, you know the first thing that people do after they leave the gym, they go to One Stop, you know? Yeah, they they're go, already go doing to, it. Yeah, Beat sure. them to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, no doubt. And do it even better, you know, with better shakes that sure. are going to help them get more results, not something that tastes great, just loaded with sugar, you know? Okay. Right. So, yeah, we got Supreme Nutrition. That's next door to the Avondale location, mm-hmm. and that's going to be, you know, right next to the, the Peoria, the new location as well. So that's going to ride with the mm-hmm. brand because, you know, the nutrition, that's the other half of fitness, you know, so yeah. they have meal prep there, smoothies, right, protein shakes. And again, you're, you're, you're leading my conversation for me. You mentioned yeah. the new Peoria lo- location. I saw you post a little bit about yeah. it, yes. but I would like to, exciting uh, stuff. I'd like to hear a little bit about that. I haven't got a lot of information. I asked Wes, I was like, are we allowed to talk about this? And he said, Jay would love to talk about this. Yeah, so please yeah. tell me about this new expansion. Yeah, so um, I knew that the west side of town needed more five-star of, like, just Avondale location. And, you know, I grew up, went to high school in Peoria, so I'm very familiar with the area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was on my way to Avondale from Scottsdale, but I was going on north on the 101. And right. I was like, hey, I want to see all this new development. My big brother lives up here. So I just peeled off uh, the freeway, like, right by Arrowhead Mall. And I started just driving the main roads that I was aware of and checking out the shopping plazas. And there's a few, like, CrossFit joints, but no, like, personal training gyms or anything like mm-hmm. that at all. And on the last road I went down, I spotted this building. So I flipped around, pulled up, number on the building, called it up. And like three hours later, I was there with the owner chopping it up, checking out the space. That'll be it. So I kind of right. stumbled upon it. and Destiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just stumbled upon it. And, you know, it was a good deal. And, you know, we've already opened one location on our own. So we've been through the process before. We well, you know um, what you're doing the, now. The lead time on all the supplies, outfitting, <laughs> outfitting a gym, the design, you know, putting it all together. We've done it before. And, uh a lot of our Avondale members always say, hey, do you have anything closer to Phoenix or like right. or anything like that? There so, you go. Um, yeah, it was a good opportunity. The the numbers were right. We have the strategic, you know, relationships mm-hmm. um, with suppliers and whatnot. So we're just we're going for it. And, you know, a lot of people from Avondale are going to transfer there. So we're going to be rocking right off the. What's your start. projection? How long do you think till you open? 90 days. 90 days. <sighs> That's going to be awesome. Damn, the picture I saw was an empty space. I'm in front. Yeah. 90 days. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, All right. We pretty much did it last time, didn't we? Yeah, we did it like yeah. 40 days last time. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Half the time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Is it a bigger space than Avondale or? Two times as big. Two times as big. All right. I like that. Yeah. That's actually really cool, man. It's going to be fun. Congratulations. Congratulations. Fun. I, I love your, your thought process on this because I think every time someone thinks build a new gym, they think Scottsdale, Tempe, like those are the center of the universe for a lot of people. And I'm like, there's, Phoenix is huge. Yeah. Like there's like several corners that I feel like are just not catered to. And when you said Avondale, I was like, Avondale, like, I didn't even think about that. And then you said the next one, Peoria. I'm like, oh shit. Every time I see a random Fitzbo from Arizona, they usually are in Peoria. 
I don't know why that it's is, but it Arizona's works. huge. Phoenix is huge. Mm-hmm. It's like what fifth or sixth biggest city in the nation. Mm-hmm. It's up there. an opportunity out here if you're good at what you do. Yeah, I think that's. A, I think you're being really targeted. I think you're being super smart about it. And I, I and we want to we wanted to grow. We want to have them all throughout the valley. Yeah, and internationally within the next mm-hmm. two years. That would be badass. Yeah. That'd be super bad. I would see. This is why I want to come talk to you. It's like cause I want to get to this guy before he ends up blowing up and being the next freaking platinum gold's fitness. <laughs> and suddenly he can't talk to me. But I'll be like, Hey Jay, remember that one time? <laughs> now, now you're, yeah. you're, you're, your shit don't sink. You're too big. Let's talk. Let's, right. talk. let's talk about your huge international business. Yeah, we yeah. will be. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. Yeah, for sure. When we start opening like the Hong Kong location or something, I'll be I'll be ready for it. To get that well, interview. Let's go. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it, the, you talk about the growth. It's been going crazy. Um, <laughs> it just it seems like you're walking water. It sounds easy from the outside. Like people watch it. And it's just like I see people walk around their five star shirts. It's a brand. Obviously, you give good training, but as most of us know, like I work in sales. I work in marketing. And I want to ask you, like, your thoughts on the sales process of being working in this industry and how important it is. I think the sales process is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it all begins. Mm-hmm. That's when people have a mindset shift and know they need to commit to, like, a healthier lifestyle or a new way of living to, you know, look better, feel better, you know, just be healthier. Um, and it's important because, like, people coming to you for help. They have some type of issue, right? They're not happy with their current situation or they want more. You know, as professional, it's your job to deliver on that. You know, it starts with the sales right. process. But, you know, I think it's good to have a um, qualification process to make sure you're just not working with everyone who wants to work with you. Because, you know, when you're getting started, obviously, you got to take what you can get. But eventually, you just want to work with, like, people are going to put the work in. And know? that's why you fired back. I mean, why, why should you work with me? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and you can get to a point where you can be selective with who you work with. But um, I think the sales process is important because you got to figure out what people want and if you're a good fit. And that's where it all begins. So I think it's crucial. I think my uh, my manager back when I worked in uh, business business sales for IT, they always said the term land and expand. And at the time, maybe you want to like blow my brains out. But then when you hear it at this level, it's like, okay, cool. You need a trainer. Well, I actually have a location also. Well, I also have the smoothie shop here. Also, your skin sucks. Let's go and fix that too. And that's what we talk about. We're talking about land and expand. For people who are trying to become business owners and are trying to do that, I think that they think, well, my product's great. And that's it. Like, I just, I have this great product. People will come to me. Do you guys, like, actually have, like, a, do you dial out and, like, hit up leads and stuff? Do you have, like, your email campaigns and all of that? Like, what's that look like? Yeah, we're, we're pretty uh, strategized when it comes to digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Social media has been a huge part of all of these brands, for sure. That's where mm-hmm. brands live is online. Yeah. You know, um, in person a little bit, but primarily online. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're pretty well-versed with digital marketing. All right. Love that. Um, well, what do you think, and this is a question I think that a lot of entrepreneurs get asked, and it's like an unfair, weird question, because you probably just want to describe yourself, but uh, what do you think is the ideal personality traits or work ethic traits for an entrepreneur? I think traits are like... Um, maybe like habits? Like habits. Yeah, maybe uh, habits. Like time, time management. Time management, I think, by sure. far is number one. Sure. Like how you allocate your time mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know, properly. Okay. And how to delegate. But, like, I think time management is number one that reigns overall. Uh, after that, I think, like, organization. Okay. So are we talking, like, wake up early, hit it, hit it late? Or are we talking about, like, you need to actually get that balance where it's like, no, like, I do. Like, actually, what is, it, what is a work day? How long is a work day for you look like? Oh, man. I, don't, <laughs> I, I really don't stop. Um, the group chat will be lit at, like, 11. <laughs> yeah. Like, anywhere from, like, 6 a.m. to midnight. Damn. All right. Yeah. All right. 
But you're probably using that time really efficient. Because like you got people like me who it's like I work my eight hours of my job. I do you know podcast stuff. I do like some editing and all of that stuff. But you know then I'm maybe like playing some video games. I'm talking trash with my friends, watching TV. Um, do you find a lot of free time for stuff like that, or do you find that you have more fun like being turned on and working? Yeah, I like I spend my free time right here where we're sitting. All right, and I jam on the computer and I enjoy it. I feel like that's a good thing to do. I need Wes, hold me accountable. Come on. I'm trying, bro. <laughs> Get back like, in the gym. I'll, I'll, I'll work for like two or three months straight, but after that, I'll take like a two-week vacation. Love that. And like completely unplug. I think that's good. I think yeah. that's big. I think some people don't turn that's off. That's one of my personal goals is like to travel two weeks each quarter. Okay. All right. And I feel like that's fun. to, to compliment mm-hmm. your team, you seem to have people who like want to be there and want to work hard. And do you find that finding employees is difficult because of that? Or is it something that like these people like find their way to you? Like what's, what, what's the, what's it look like to build a team like the one you have now? A lot of the team are clients who turned into trainers and coaches, like over 70% are that way. Okay. Um, and I think with the brand and what we put out kind of attracts, you know, um, hardworking, like the right people. Okay. Yeah. And you know, the guys see me working too, and I think, you know, it's kind of contagious. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I, the number mm-hmm. of people I know who are in management positions, and they think once they get it, they're like, okay, cool. This is time for me to dust my hands off. I can lean back. I can let other people do it. It's like, no, no, no. Like, this is when you need to hit it harder because these people around right. you are watching. Like, yeah. they're, they're seeing what's going on. No, definitely, especially, like, at the scale we're at now. You can't be making mistakes. Like, yeah. they're, they're a little more costly. Yeah. Yeah. I think people are definitely attracted to, you know, the work ethic and, like, our – ability to get results like they see that and i mean me as being a product of the system coming up from being a client to now being a trainer um i think that's a good way to do it yeah i think it's an ideal way to get clients because like point. you know they obviously yeah. believe in the product their mm-hmm. products of the product mm-hmm. yeah you right know? and they can stand behind it and know, know how powerful it is and people understand how mm-hmm. powerful it is because it's very refined it yeah. didn't happen overnight right and, and you can ask Wes, you can ask anybody who listens to podcasts. I'm, I'm a hater on yeah. everything. Yeah. I just, like, I, I can't like anything. But I will say, for training, like, for training groups, I can say from the beginning that I've always thought Five Star was, like, the most professional and respectful. And it was one of those things where, like, if someone asked me, like, how I felt about them, even though I wasn't a client, I would be like, yeah, those guys are pretty cool. Like, they've always mm-hmm. been polite to me. They've always been good. And they seem like they know what they're doing. And I, th- I think that that is something that everyone should look for as far as, like, anything they do. It's like, what, like what's the point if people who work with you think you're cool, but everyone else thinks you're a douchebag? It's like that's, not, like, that's not the image you want to build. Like, the image isn't just within your clientele. It's, like, within, like, the greater community. Right. Which I think that a lot of people do. Like, the, even with Mountainside, with all that shit going on, like, they came out with that statement towards, like, Doug Ducey and everything. And I was just like, I think I might need to go freaking go to Mountainside now. Like, that guy gets it. He, he right. respects me and my wants. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I, I love that kind of stuff. And I don't think that you can buy that again. That's stuff that you just have to, like, understand and know. And maybe, like you said, you make those mistakes in the beginning and yeah. you learn, like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I do do this. No, mm-hmm. that, a, lot of, a lot of learning lessons along the way. This is a question we didn't, have, uh, we didn't have on the list. And you feel free to pass up on it if you don't want it. But I actually am curious. As, as an entrepreneur, you're a baby entrepreneur, you're just starting out. What do you think was the biggest mistake you made starting out that you wish you could have done a little bit differently and you'd recommend for others to, to improve on? Have a plan. Okay. Have a plan. I feel like you're talking to me right now. Yeah. yeah wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> have a detailed. This if is actually gonna, one of the questions. Let's if you're going to have a business, you need a business plan. I'll keep it very simple. Okay. That was one of our This is questions. one of the que- listener questions. What was the biggest mistake you made 
on the way of six figures. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, well, this one comes out early. Congratulations yep. to the person that asked this question. That's a good one. I really don't feel like I made any mistakes. I feel like I moved as fast as I could. It was all yeah, necessary. I yeah, I wasn't. I was re- wasn't really worried about that. It really didn't mm-hmm. motivate me. You know, I just want to be great. Mm-hmm. I think that's a. I think that's a good response. I think that's a. I think there's a lot of people who nickel and dime themselves on things. It's like cause sometimes the mistake is big or medium or whatever. But like if you're yeah. moving, you're gonna recover. And it's like you don't look at a mistake. Lesson learned. Boom. Keep moving. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't got time to dwell on that. Uh-huh. I think that's. A, I think that's a good. A good way to look at it. Yeah. All right, Wes, we need a plan. All right. We <laughs> do. Jay said, hey. I'm here to listen to Jay. I don't have to ask questions. I'm here, to, I'm here to listen. I mean, we got some tips already. He was telling us about the recast, you know, for the clips, sound bites. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We could also, you know, he said something about doing a blog with uh, our podcast as well. We're looking That'd to expand to YouTube. I want to, I want to get yeah. to YouTube. Yeah. We're going to have like, a, like Joe Rogan has this clips channel. Yeah. Some right. people don't want to listen to the whole thing. They want like a clickbait title that says like, Jay Ding says he's never made a mistake. And then, like, and then they actually <laughs> yeah. listen to it. Like, this wasn't nearly as dramatic as I was hoping for. Right. Too yeah. bad. I got your view. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, those are those uh, YouTube clips. That's kind of like a different kind of podcast industry. You did one of those for one of your old podcasts, right? Um, yeah, it was on YouTube for sure. It's like, I think, short form as opposed to long form. From what I understand. Yeah. Well, yeah. we can cut them up. You basically, yeah. it, there's multiple ways to do it, but mm-hmm. I, we want to expand on that. I like I, the on blog the, on thing. On the podcast? Yeah, I'll do it. I, I'm, let me tell you what. I'm, a, I'm on my way up. Nice. <laughs> my goal right now, because it started out, Wes was the one who's mm-hmm. just like, sometimes I think about doing a podcast. I'm like laying there on the ground after like beat the shit out of me. And I'm like, all right, let's do that. And yeah, he's he just like, wait, it. seriously? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like microphones, these microphones are like 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to talk about the price of that mixer. I was a little embarrassed how much that cost. And then uh, we, we basically got into it. We started making things work. And mm-hmm. now it's like, I'm sitting here thinking, it's like, cool, I know how to produce now. Maybe I can produce more stuff. I have a friend who wants to do a podcast. Okay, we'll work on that one. Cool, now I've got myself a little media company. Mm-hmm. Cool, mm-hmm. now I can expand on that. Now we can start doing more advertising stuff. Cool, I get some people with me. I get a photo guy who's willing to contract with me. It starts rolling and rolling and rolling. Like, yep. it might, I seriously lay in bed. Like That's how I like end my day every night. It's just like trying to like visualize what it would look like if I was just hot shit with this. Yeah. Because like it's it's something that like it's like I want to end my night, night on a happy note. And then sometimes I look at what we're doing. Like our views are going up. We're getting better engagement. We're getting better guests. Mm-hmm. All our guests are great. Yeah. Dylan, still coming for you. And uh, the, the the whole thing is awesome. And it's like, okay, yeah, like it's slow, but it's growing. And I like, I'm starting to get addicted to it. Yeah, no, for sure. It's like Gross. the passion, you know, lighting up on this. Because you're putting fun. your time and energy yeah. into it. You yeah. want to mm-hmm. see that result. That's my baby. That change, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's been fun. I think, you know, one thing. Uh, that I've learned from you, Jay, is it's, you know, inspiring to watch uh, you not get, uh, let the speed bumps hold you up. You know, it's like you hit a speed bump and it's like, okay, immediately adapt to the next part. And I think that used to make me, I guess, feel sorry for myself. And I don't do that anymore. So Awesome. Hell yeah. yeah. I love hearing that, man. Mm-hmm. We don't feel yeah, sorry for li- Yeah. Yeah. Li- life's going to be full of adversity. Like, yeah. I changed my career four times within one year out of college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This fitness thing, you know. Yeah. I was in the NFL. Work for my family, work for a financial firm, ended up working for a holistic wellness center, all within a year. You know, four different careers, and then yeah, right. ran with the training. So yeah, like you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta keep it moving. Yeah, you, you just gotta keep it moving. Keep it moving. Yeah, no other option. <laughs> I I think that the uh, the in and I don't like to say like this generation because I'm part of it, but the uh, I feel like a lot of people do have this uh, defeatist attitude. Like if something mm-hmm. goes wrong, it's like it sounds corny when you say like no, it's, that's just an opportunity. No, but really. Like, this is like, hey, you just, like, your your job's over with. That's not a thing for you anymore. 
cool, what's next? Did you hate that or did you love that and it was the wrong place? How do you use those skills? Like, you just got kicked in the nuts, dude. Like, go ahead and stand up. We can lay here, but we're in the ring. Like, the, the boxing match doesn't end in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially uh, in the times we're living in right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. You got to you have no choice. move and shake. Yeah. Right. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. I actually, uh, while we still have time, we'll go to questions after we kind of cover all this stuff. But I want to talk to you about your methodology as far as training goes because i feel like you guys are a little bit more unique than what i expected for how mm-hmm. training works uh it seems like you guys focus a little bit more on like the group setting and all of that could you kind of run me through like your thought process on that and how that how that worked out yeah i think personal training with you know two three four people is going to yield the best results you mm-hmm. know as long as the people are the same capabilities and have a like, similar goals um, i think it blows mm-hmm. one-to-one training out of the water i think one-on-one's good if you you know High level athlete, where you're looking for a specific result, like you need to increase, you know, how right. high you can jump or you know, your lateral speed. Um, I think it's good for people coming out of surgeries, you know, people who are mm-hmm. you know, obese, extremely overweight, and need something at their pace, you know, or people who have social anxiety. I think you know, there's good settings for that. Or people just prefer it, you know. Some high profile people just don't want to be with other people. Yeah. But I think once you have one other person in the session, the whole dynamic changes. You can't get caught up talking about your podcast or where you're going <laughs> to travel to next or anything like that. Right. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it's. You know, time to work two other people are yeah. going to work you know yeah especially when the third one's there you know you, mm-hmm. you can't be shooting you know shooting the shit you, you got to go it's like competitive yeah yeah it's right. competitive for sure and then you know good relationships are being built between these people they're holding each other accountable to go to the jam oh you know well, i wasn't was there on thursday you know, yeah. Wes is always there but yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> though yeah you know, you're gonna develop you know relationships and it's going to push each other to, to do more and a lot of these people you know have a positive mindset they're successful they're getting after it um it's contagious you know yeah um that's why people love our program so much. I think. Yeah, it's about the people yeah. too. Like people, yeah, a lot, a lot of friends are made. Like a lot of couple, mm-hmm. you know, couples, people, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like clients. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. Uh, I think that's what CrossFit nailed in the in when for, it first became a thing. Is that like I was I did CrossFit for a while and like I skip a class because I just didn't feel like it and I'm getting chirped the whole time I'm back in there. Mm-hmm. And of course I quit ch- CrossFit because I like my shoulders and shit. <laughs> but the uh, the fact that you were able to take that group mentality and move it to like a more traditional like bodybuilding gym setting, like that's I don't think a lot of people are doing that. Like maybe I think it's starting to catch a little bit more wind at least in our area. But it's just, it was new to me at least. And I was like, damn, you're right. Like, okay, we these are like my, you know, friends, at least like, or like workout coworkers. And yeah. Like, and they're holding me Your accountable. Crew. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Right. Which I think that that's, there's, then, there's no beating it. Yeah, no doubt. And then people are learning how to spot each other and push each other in these sessions. And mm-hmm. then they're carrying it to their workouts with their friends and mm-hmm. it's getting more results out of it. You know, it's, it's, it's synergistic. It's more energy, more of an intense feel, I think. Yeah. So we, yeah. we, we do offer one-on-one training at Five Star Fitness, but most people are doing the personal training with like two to four people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you guys do training as far as for people who like want to compete and stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. We still do. Okay, sweet, sweet. So, so anyone out there who's looking to really shred down and put on a fake tan, five star is still there for you. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Oh, yeah. Say no more. Um, get you shredded. <laughs> I've, uh, we, as we've talked about, these times have been super dynamic. You guys have been having to adapt to multiple situations that have been changing. And I've noticed one thing that you guys start doing is the park workouts. Was that something that you came up with naturally? Like you made it up in your own head. You're just sitting there and be like, okay, what the fuck are we doing next? Or was that something you had in your head in the past? We, we had it in, in mind in the past, but mm-hmm. we never acted upon it during the better, we- better weather seasons just because mm-hmm. we had we gym access. To. Yeah. You know? um, but we had so much fun and such a great response from it. We're going to bring you back like um, in October when it cools off again. Yeah. But uh, we, had to, we had to do something. You know, all the gyms shut down. So many people still wanting to train. Some people are down 20, 30, 40 pounds. They don't want to go back to there. You know, yeah. so they Made so much progress. You know? For sure. Um, 
So fortunately, you know, we have a location in Avondale. We just grabbed a bunch of equipment from the gym. Just couldn't get your hands on equipment a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Uh, so we snagged a bunch of equipment and, and, and made a play, put it together. I dig that too. And you're, and your clients are actually some of the noisiest advertisers. Like every time I was going in any when they reopened again for 15 minutes, um, people were talking about these park workers like, yeah, I'm getting killed out there. They're making me <laughs> run. That's bullshit. Yeah. But I keep going. And I'm just like, I'm like yeah. okay, all right. They are it. no joke. They are tough workouts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. What I time do you guys one. do, man? Even with like, right like now, 110. Well, yeah, right now it's, it's, it's extremely hot, as you know. So we're doing it at 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. Okay. All right, yeah. so not the not killer times. Yeah, still gonna sun, sun's up, going down, yeah. sun's coming up. Yeah, all it's right, cool. All right. mm-hmm. Best we could do in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, for right now. But yeah, once uh, it cools off, we'll definitely be doing them like you know, five, six prime time. They're pretty serious. I tried to do one, and I was like, I'll do chest after. It was a shoulder day, and I got wrecked. So I was like, nope, I need a nap. I can't do chest. <laughs> <laughs> tried to big dog. I'm doing a yeah. two a day. Don't worry about me. Nope. Well, uh, Wes, do we want to go ahead and move into Kendall's corner? We'll, we'll, well say Kendall and Jay's corner. We actually have some uh, listener questions specifically for Jay. So okay, yes. I, one second. I'm not yeah. leaving out the sound bite. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, we have a couple of questions. Um, first one is actually from me. And this is something that I am getting frustrated with. Every time we get a new client and we do their first body scan, um, they're like, oh my God, I gained weight. And it's like, yeah, they gained weight, but they gained so much muscle that it's like they lost 3% body fat, gained three pounds of muscle, and then they went up half a pound. And I can't explain to them that this is good and expected results. Like, what am I doing wrong? How do we communicate with these women that that's a good thing, not a bad thing? I think we need to tell that to them from the start. Yeah. And that's why we also suggest that people take photos. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the numbers aren't always going to show you, you know, because the, the one thing that's always going to be true is the mirror's not going to lie to you and how you feel. Right. Right. So, like, I guarantee you if those numbers happen, they're going to look better in their photos. Right. So, I think we just need to let them know from the start, hey, don't be alarmed if this number's going up. You know? It's like, I swear it happens with. Because so many people use the scale to judge. Yeah their fitness success or their progress and we all know that's not always the case right yeah it's just a number yeah no doubt Composite, well he got me to do a a couple scans mm-hmm. and i was uh, and it was funny because i was saying exactly like i just step on a scale like i have like a a, a marker a calendar and i just do my weight every single day just because like i just did that neurotically when i was in college and trying to lose weight and suddenly like he got me the body scan and i was like that scale's fucking worthless for me like i'm not it's not giving me any information now i hardly ever do it now i just do it when i'm feeling shitty about myself but <laughs> <laughs> so i'm feeling fat step on scale correct <laughs> let's go jog but the uh, but overall like that those and you guys offer scans right so if anyone yeah, we, we test uh, body fat muscle mass and weight yeah there you go that's mm-hmm. another service five star they're just coming from every angle guys <laughs> the yeah. uh, but that is a big thing it's like it's you, crucial. Look at, you look at those scans and if, even if you're feeling bigger on the scale it's like dude, you might just be a meathead now. You might just have a lot of protein pumping through those muscles now. Yeah, no doubt. And that's why we guarantee results because mm-hmm. we know what the numbers are going to do. What was our next question? Okay, next one. Um, this is how to attract as many clients as possible uh, without looking for them. So I guess how to get them to come to you. That's what it sounds well, like. You do an outstanding job with the people that you're working with so that, like I said before, they have no option but to talk about mm-hmm. how great you and your program are. Word of mouth get them yeah, to start we're, talking we're doing a good job you know like it's going to come to you if you're if you're doing good work that question like he that. asks is the question that every entry level just out of college salesperson is asking i feel and, like and, I, and i'm gonna say you because the thing is firestar's gotten to the point where you guys have you're you're kind of pervasive you're, you're around and people know about you so you do get some word of mouth coming in 
But I think especially in the beginning, like there's nothing, mm-hmm. nothing will ever beat beaten pavement and just like doing those posts, doing those email blasts, doing the marketing, paying, putting a little bit in to get a little bit out. So I think that's a, that's mm-hmm. two sides of that. Cause you just, you can't find success. Success isn't going to find you. You got to go right. find it. Right. Well, but what uh, do you think? I feel like that might be a cop out. You know, do you think that people might say, oh, I'm just going to wait for the clients to come to me as opposed to like going out and making calls? Do you think that might be a crutch? What do you mean by crutch? Like, you know, it's like giving yourself a way out, you know, Hey, I'm, if I manifest these clients, then they'll come to me as opposed to like not, going out there and getting it, you know, no, you gotta go get it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a great irony. Cause like I'm yeah. a salesperson who has super bad call anxiety. Like I don't mind talking to people in person, but if I have to do a phone call, it's like every single phone call, it's like, it's like, it's filled with cement. And, uh, and, and it still managed to make my career around that, which is super ironic. But like, you just have to get over yourself. Right. It's like, if you, do you want to make money or not? That's true. It has to be done. Okay. Next question. Uh, let's see. When did you decide to make fitness your career? What year? 2013. It was like the the back half of 2013. Mm-hmm. I saw. I was scrolling Instagram. Saw other people doing it. And I thought, why not me? Oh yeah. And so I, I ran with it, you know. And do you think that, I guess, follow up to that is um, why, you know, so. Because, like, initially when I first got into fitness, all I wanted to do was be able to pay my bills. Like, if mm-hmm. I could just pay my bills and not be at an office job, mm-hmm. like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to do at first. Um I feel like that's how a lot of people start mm-hmm. in the entrepreneur track. It's like, I'm good at just paying my bills. And then suddenly you get a taste. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, um. Now, that's how it started. But yeah, now, now, mm-hmm. like, uh, now it's 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 so large. Like, it needs to. Keep you got on yourself moving. a yeah proper addiction. You got the snowball going. You found it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm thankful. Yeah, I'm. I'm just thankful I found what I wanted to do early. Yeah. I that's also good. add to that. I don't think people should be afraid to like walk away from stuff if it didn't work out. I think I know some some people who are working in like industry, especially fitness and stuff, and it's just like not. They're not killing it. They're not loving it. It's like, dude, just then stop. <laughs> Do something else if that's not your thing. Yeah, you got to be happy. Right. I mean, that's one thing. I think all the, a lot of the employees that we attract, they enjoy being in the fitness industry, mm-hmm. and that's what keeps them there, you know? Yeah, they like being there. It's fun. Yes. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Okay, next question. Um, how do you start an online coaching business? I know that's super broad. <laughs> well, you need to have a program or a product first. Right. You need to actually know how to get people results or else you're not really gonna have much of a business have to get results have to prove to people that you can do it yeah no doubt what do you yeah. got your competition they, they sent but yeah <laughs> I, just feel, I just feel like you need to have like a program or an offering mm-hmm. and you need to know how to get people results because that's why they're coming to you i feel that just keep it very simple that's the product okay i got one more on the other instagram let me get there real quick yeah for sure See, I fished one out too. Don't you worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. In in your opinion, is uh, super greens or uh, the greens powder uh, better than vegetables? I've never tested it, so I wouldn't really know. Is it better than vegetables? Or does it compare to vegetables? Like, I use a lot of super greens. I don't think yeah. so. I can't really, I mean, you know, I like whole foods. I can't really advise. I haven't really like, tested it, so I don't know that question properly right um but i really believe that we should be getting like 80 to 90 percent of our nutrition through whole foods like real foods not powders or supplements yeah i agree nothing beats fiber you know 
the real way. Okay. And then last one. Uh, how cardio cardio is going to transform you a lot faster than some super green powder. That's true. Than any supplement. I am so glad you just <laughs> said that because I get every single time I'm online and I'm looking at all this stuff because I'm like constantly scrolling through stuff like just like getting information for like stuff to talk about. Mm -hmm. And the, the number one thing that people who aren't in shape like to tell other people who aren't in shape is you're never going to get fit from working out. It's all in the kitchen. I'm like, how about both? How about you eat your salad with your chicken and go on a run? Because so many people just want to say, like, yeah, I'm just going to eat healthy and I'm going to lay on the couch. And I'm like, look, dude, you don't have any muscle to eat up those extra calories. I know you're not eating as little as you say you are. Like, just go do something. Right. Got to. You can only get so far with one or the other. Mm -hmm. You need all three parts or else it doesn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the last one is uh, how many times a week uh, should you train with a personal trainer? All of them. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> I think three times a week, minimum. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's important That's to know how to lift on your own so, like, you can run on your own. You know, so I think training, if you can recover fast enough, six days a week is optimal. Mm -hmm. If you're just waking up tired all the time, I think scale back to, like, five days. Nice. Optimal training. And then if you have, the you know, the option to do all five with the trainer, obviously that's going to get you the most results, you know? Get the fastest results, yeah, get pushed the I most. Think four at four minimum days a week. Okay, mm -hmm. so maybe like minimum. potential like three with a trainer, and then if you're doing five days, we could do two on your own so that you can actually like figure it out yourself. Yeah. Or if you're able and you want progress fast, then you get that trainer every yeah, single day. Definitely. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think we all can agree that if you have someone pushing your sets, you're going to do a little bit more. Every day. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. That was all the listener questions. Thanks, Jay. Oh, Appreciate yeah, awesome. the expertise. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. And Jay, we actually usually do our wins and losses. You've agreed that you're going to go ahead and do those with us today. Yeah, let's do it. And we'll go mm -hmm. and do our little sound bite. All right, Jay, you want to start us off for your win of the week? Win of the week, uh, multiple hires this week for the new five-star location for Skinfix Studios right. and Five Star. All right. That's always a win. That's the biggest Just find good people. Yeah, it's a big win. Mm -hmm. Big win. You got? I like that. Well, my win for the week is um, I at least got five meals every day. So I'm trying to stay on that. And I feel like it's becoming more of a lifestyle. So you feeling skinny yeah, yet? Major. I, I do. I feel skinny. Hopefully I'm not losing gains too. You know, how often <laughs> he's been pulling up a shirt. I mean, every time I'll be like, you feeling skinny? He's like, hey, look. <laughs> <I'm so laughs> can't keep your shit yeah, man. only come around that's once how a I, season that's how i know that you're feeling good because <laughs> you, you pull up your shirt randomly yep um my win of the week is i have been fixing my sleep schedule in the most unhealthy way possible but i managed to do it like three days i took some z quill and uh i was drinking like uh what are they called Michelob ultras because they make you extra tired like two Michelob ultras and some z quill for like three days i talked to my buddy who's in med school and he's just like dude don't do that <laughs> like don't Sounds do like that a bad like that's, a, that's called a, that's called a problem and i'm like no i have a plan and i did it for three days do not like, i'm gonna go and say this right now guys don't do that um, sure it's not a loss that's a win. Because, no, because, I, because guess what? I'm out of Michelob Ultras and I'm not taking the Z-Quil anymore and I'm sleeping great. There you okay. go. There we go. That's why it's a win. Because you guys, if you keep doing it, it quickly becomes a loss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Shake Okay. Yeah, Maya was a gym's not being reopened two days ago. Yep. During the press conference. We need that. Just like they closed us on, on us last minute, they should open them up real quick. That's I was I was expecting Monday. Someone's like, oh yeah, something, something Monday. I was like, cool, they're going to be open. I checked online. Like, no. Mm. Yeah, that's no fun. I mean, we I heard from a couple of mountainside people that they expected that they would lose 
you know, mm-hmm. so they didn't think they'd win this one, but I guess the other lawsuits coming in soon. It's a precedence thing, man. You gotta like, you gotta stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all know that there was some uh, suspect <laughs> thoughts on whether or not why it happened. Right. But we'll leave that for the people smarter than me to talk about. Les, what was your L? Oh, actually, I, I thought of a better L last minute. You um, just don't want to tell people about your last L. Probably. No, it doesn't need to be leaked, especially if I talk about my meals. But um, I did leave a pack of chicken out overnight uh, yesterday, and I was pretty upset about that. It's just, it just one of those annoying else. It it's like, no, it's just like if you leave it out overnight, you can't cook with that the next day. It's too risky. No way. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. That's, a, so, that's some risk your life shit. You'll find a way bad. to lose weight that way, I'll tell you that much. I'm sorry, all you <laughs> vegans, but I had to throw away a whole pack of unused chicken. You so are not bad. only a murderer, but you're a wasteful murderer. Right. Mm-mm-mm. Um, my L of the week was, and it was a good friend L, yeah. but my buddy, he blew out a tire on the side of the road and then blew out a spare. It was 110 degrees outside. It was his first time changing a tire. So of course I had to be dad for a moment and force him to learn how. And I, it, for those of you who've been in the military, you've heard of a heat cat, a heat casualty. It's when you get into a, uh, a state of, uh, Heat exhaustion. Heat exhaustion. Thank you. Yeah. And I got home. I grabbed a power my way back because I sensed that something was going to go wrong. I hit that air conditioning. I started going all wobbly. I almost passed out. Crushed my power aid. Took some ibuprofen. Drank a lot of water. Thankfully, we survived. But that splitting headache lasted me a couple hours. So that was the only L. But you know mm-hmm. what? I feel like we saved a life because he made it out of there. That's good. And he um, learned something. Well, you know what? I think that covers everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Jade, you want to tell everyone where they can find you at? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. At J-A-Y underscore D-A-N-G underscore pretty active on there. All right. Part, yeah. Well, we appreciate oh, yeah. you coming on. As always, guys, you can find us at B-N-S underscore radio. You can find me on Instagram at Dimitri Sebastian. And you can find me at W Kendall underscore MFT on Instagram. Thanks, guys. All right, Jay. Thank you again. We hope to see mm-hmm. you become a recurring guest. I'll be hunting you down. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a you have a great time. And everyone, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys.